Welcome to St. Augustine this evening, the Mike Davis Show, as Pete Melfi so aptly named it because he owns the 904 Now and he's the most genius guy that I know because he's got the 904 Now app. And if you notice, I'm in a t-shirt. I'm in my Hydro ta- Hydro Task Force Hydro One shirt. I have to look at it to spell it because it's been that kind of day for me. But I have some great people in studio with me. I'm going to introduce those in a minute. But before we get started, Clay, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Clay, thanks for sitting in. Amanda had something she had to do today. Clay is pinch hitting at the last minute because he's that kind of guy and he's amazing. Thank you, Clay. You're welcome. All right. So Ward Medical Services, they're the only local family-owned medical equipment supplier in the St. John's County area, trusted by doctors and hospitals for over 22 years. Ward Medical should be your first call for everything from wheelchairs to home oxygen and sleep therapy, equipment and supplies. Stop by their showroom at 2435 US 1 South in the Lewis Point Plaza Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 or give them a call 794-9600. Earl Ward and his staff are absolutely amazing. If you ever need anything, they can help you take care of that. As their saying goes, from their home to yours, Ward Medical Services. And Abear Kresge and Associates, they're a full-service local CPA firm with a team of skilled professionals dedicated to providing top levels of service in the areas of tax compliance, planning for businesses, estates, individuals, trust. They can also do audits and reviews and other accounting services. Give them a call, 904-460-0747, abearkreskecpa.com. Uh, Bill and Ken are absolutely wonderful guys, really involved in the community. Love having them here. And speaking of being involved in the community, we have Ricky Van Ricky and Leo Yu. Yui. 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 <laughs> I told him I'd get it wrong four times. My so I'm on, I'm on right. <laughs> so from um, Task Force Hydro One, we love to have you guys in the studio. It's been a while since you guys have been here, so yeah. welcome back. Um, but you've got a major event coming up, a big fundraiser. Yeah. Um, and then you have all kinds of updates for us. So I really, but before we do that, some of our listeners may not have caught the last show that you were on. It's been over a little bit over a year, I think. Yeah, since I've been on. Yeah, yeah. Leo was on. Leo was, he was, I was here a few months ago. Yeah, Leo yeah. rocked it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> <laughs> we have a little bit of competition going on. Uh, listen, that's what guys do, right? Yeah. Guy, a healthy guy friendship always means you're needling the other guy. Yeah, <laughs> it always means you're always just, trying to get the same haircut as me. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it, you're constantly, I mean, when something happens, you're like, man, how can I make fun of my buddy that way? Yeah. I tell I tell my friends, if, if I'm not making fun of you, I don't like you. <laughs> if that's, I that's like you, I'm say the same attitude I have. If, 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 yeah. I'm not, if I'm not making fun of you, that means yeah. I just have no no interest. Yes, if I'm just kind of like, uh, okay, and I walk away, it's like, no, but if I'm joking with you and we're laughing about stuff and... Yeah, don't take any of that personally. And you can say whatever you want to back to me. You won't bother me. It's so. the same as all of our events. You know, we tell people, you know, if I'm not messing with you, there's mm-hmm. something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. Right, um, so we were kind of talking before the show, before you guys get started, <clears throat> we did have a question yesterday, which led to a really great show of which uh, TV or movie detective, cops, group of detectives could have solved the White House cocaine case. Since it's unsolved by our Secret Service, who could have? The winner yesterday was Maxwell Smart, Susan Johnson. And Robin Baker got an award, too, and, and Robin's on. But um, I thought of a few extra ones, and you mentioned one right before the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That nobody got. We we got Beretta. Yeah. We had um, uh, Rockford. We had all those old cops, right? Streets of San Francisco got brought yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But you had, what was yours? Uh, Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch would have been yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, actually, so on our side, uh, I will think that we have a great uh, detective here in, in our in our community, and his name is uh, Ray. He's a local detective here, yeah. so he comes surf with us as well. So you would send Ray? <laughs> yep, I yeah, send Ray. I would send Ray. He's a, he's a guy who wears the bow tie yeah. and all that. So we actually, I mean, this all started because uh, we, we thought Scooby-Doo and the crew could do a really good job too, right? They, they would do. Answer. Who you got, Clay? That was going to be my answer. Yeah, Scooby-Doo was the, like the well, a big answer. I, I had Barney Fife. I thought Barney could handle it with a little help and a sister, Mandy. Um, I had forgotten about uh, Dudley Do-Right. Uh, uh, we had him. We had Hong Kong Fui. Remember Hong Kong oh, Fui, Hong the, Kong the Fui. TV show as a kid, right? <laughs> and then the last one I thought of who could have solved this without any problem was Sheriff Buford T. Oh, Justice, Justice. Oh, yeah, yeah. from Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. We just needed to send him up there. <laughs> he would have solved it. Nobody would have understood him. Yeah. <laughs> you have Washington elites being questioned by a Southern sheriff. It's yeah. died, it I don't think it could have been Hawaii Five-0 because they work with the Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were mentioned. They had the Hawaii Five-0. We had... Uh, the they, new or old? They, well, that was kind of, that was left up in the air. Um, yeah. We had the old Magnum PI, not the new Magnum oh, PI. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the new Magnum PI. Yeah. <laughs> Higgins was a vast improvement in the new show oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. over the old Higgins. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you guys started um, Task Force Hydro One. <clears throat> mm -hmm. How long ago did you guys start? Uh, over two years ago. 2021. Yeah, in 2021. We just had our um, anniversary uh, party at the uh, Surf Museum in St. Augustine uh, in April. Yeah. Two years. Two years. And, and what made you guys start it? Uh, we both, all, both our lives are saved by water. You know, like I said, um, you know, I, I have 14 combat tours, you know, and it was since, you know, I came in as special forces in 2000 and mm -hmm. in 2001, I was like, just all of a sudden something happened. The towers went down and all of a sudden I just went into deployment mode and it was just coming back and forth. I mean, one day your buddy's dead. The next day you're back home driving in Seattle in a Nissan Xterra on the freeway, mm -hmm. you know, and some guy cuts you off and now you're trying to run him off the road. So. Um, I was just wound, bound up. I want you to know I was yeah. never deployed, but sometimes I want to do the same thing. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want you to know. Yeah, but uh. basically bottom line is, is uh, 2012 was my last combat tour. Yeah. You know, I lost a guy um, 30 days later. I was had moved my family, came back from Afghanistan, moved my family to Japan, started deploying there again and had no grieving. You know, so I started surfing, you know, and from then on, I was like, I, couldn't miss a day of surfing or being in the water. And we met in Mayport during COVID. We locked eyes. We locked eyes. And you and fell in love. We fell in love. <laughs> I saw it I saw on a movie, the yeah. surf, that surf um, documentary um, about the guys on the West Coast. And uh, I just looked at Leo and I thought, yeah. I bet you he's surfing because why well, I'm surfing. And we asked each other and he's like, yeah. And So you were on the water when you met each other. Yeah. 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 That's where I meet all my good friends. So I never deployed, never got to serve. And I appreciate both of you guys for your service, right? Yeah. Cannot thank you enough. Um, but I have that relationship. I had a herniated disc when I was younger. And I can walk up to people that have back pain, right? And I can look at them and go, your back's bothering me. How do you know? It's like, well, because that's the face I saw in my mirror. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I know that look. And, and for the longest time, I've kind of had that relationship. So I, I get that you guys could look at each other and go, I've seen his, I, I've, I've seen, seen that pain. look. Yeah, I've seen that pain. I, I, get, I get that, man. Yeah. That is actually how it happened. Yeah. You know, we would, I remember I was, I was just sitting in the water on the board and, and he says hi. And I just, you know, just nod my head. And uh, 
Next thing I know, we're talking, holding hands, and you know, <laughs> the rest is first movie you guys went to go see together. Uh, <laughs> the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Point Break. Point Break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the better one. Point Break. Go with that one. So, Leo, so bottom line is, is Leo didn't have much experience surfing at the time, no. right? I was learning. I was. Yeah. I just finished as a surf clinic during that time. Yep. And and I always walk up to people and I see them having a hard time out there because mm -hmm. it's just the green beret and you know I want to be a, an instructor, yeah. a teacher, and I say, hey man, you need some help and all that stuff. And we we start just started surfing together, you know. And I know that when guys hang out and do the same thing as their buddies, mm -hmm. they start surfing better. And now he rocks, yeah, you know? rides a King White. So yeah. who was the first? Who was the first one in the in the paddle to do the um, the Hawaiian paddle? Who, who's, whose idea is that? It was, so the whole, I tell you the whole story, right? Yeah. I call it the eight miles of struggle. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had a local guy. He invited us to go to Cocoa Beach. He says, hey, guys, let's try this sport. You guys will like it. It's a team sport. You just got to paddle. I said, okay. Well, the night before, I text my, uh, a friend of mine, a uh, uh, Marine. I said, hey, let's go paddle tomorrow. You know, I think it's just like kayaking, but we can just go paddle. Ricky's going. There's some other guys going too. I'm going to take my paddle boards because I think I'm sure it's going to be quick. So we just can go and paddle in the ocean, right? Well, on the way down there, uh, we stop at the gas station. He goes, grabs a breakfast burrito and coffee. And he said, you want some? No, nah, I'm good, man. I'm just going to grab a bottle of water. This is going to be <laughs> quick. Yes. So we head down to Cocoa Beach. And once I get there, the coach, you're like, dude, jump on that boat. Here's a paddle. Okay. So we grabbed the boat, we put it in the water. <laughs> now, during that time, I had no clue what I was doing. I was just- No technique. No technique whatsoever. My back was killing me. I was pulling with, pulling, pushing. I do it everything I can simply because of pride. Because mm -hmm. I didn't want to be the guy that falls behind and that will stop. Next thing I know, we're in open, open ocean. And, Four miles out. <laughs> right? And I'm, I, I'm tracking, you know, and yes. I hear my, my, my watch one mile. Said, okay, okay, maybe we're gonna turn around two miles. <laughs> okay, three miles. Like, oh no. <laughs> we, that means we gotta paddle three back. And then I hit four miles. It so happens that the guy setting the pace, which is seat number one, that was a team that I was racing. So they were on on you know, on race uh, uh pace. Race pace, pace. On race pace. <laughs> and I'm giving everything he I got. Was hurting. <laughs> yeah. So we hit the four mile gap. Uh, 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 the the four mile, and luckily, the boat flipped upside Cut down. Luckily, the boat yeah, flipped. Yeah. How far were you leaning to one side when it flipped? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the, the other part of it, right? The boat flips. Uh, Bree, which is she's one of the paddlers as well. Well, she doesn't know how to swim. We just found yeah. that out, and we happen to find out on the boat one that once the boat is upside down. Mm -hmm. And we're in open ocean. And the first thing I, I, she told me before we started paddling, as soon as I pop off the water, I looked around and I yelled, Bree doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> she popped uh, up. With yeah. About that sudden, she, yeah. She popped out. She was good. But then I'm counting and there was one body missing. So we got this local Marine. He's 6'4". 6'4". You know, big guys like you know. A when, when, mm -hmm. Whenever he shakes my hand, I feel like a toddler. This is what he's doing to my hand. It's yes, just, you know, he's just a big guy. Uh, but I don't see him. So what happens is he got stuck in the boat. His rear end was a little bit too big. Mm -hmm. So then I figure, 
<laughs> <laughs> so I figured, well, now we got to paddle four miles back. So in total, it was eight miles, and that's why I, yeah, that's why like you know what, I'm never gonna do it this again. So but, I went in, but we, we from all that adversity, they said, hey, you guys actually did really well mm-hmm. during that first paddle. Would you like to race in Miami in November in what two months? No, right. we were actually training. Mm-hmm. We there, someone had asked us to come down and race, and we're yeah. like, we never did this before. Like ah. Uh, you go down to Cocoa Beach twice in your race. Mm-hmm. Well, we went to Miami, um, racing in a big race. It's an annual race, and uh, we were in it, what they call a spec boat, four hundred pounds. Three men and three and three men, three men and three women. We beat everybody, and we beat some carbon fiber boats, which is unheard of. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they were like, "Wow, it's almost unheard of a, a, a green team like this coming mm-hmm. in here and smoking Rookies. everybody." Rookies. Oh man, well. The guy steering, which was an experienced guy, was always saying, who are you paddling for? Yeah. It was on Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. you know. And then the females in our boat were actually screaming because they wanted to win so bad and they were hurting so bad. And as we were going past these other boats, they actually slowed down because they were, I think, yeah. afraid of our boat. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it that the Polynesians would, would, would yell, part of the whole process of getting into a fight, they would yell at one another across the, yeah. Because <laughs> right just adopting that, that's all. Yeah. Intimidation, yeah, just, war, that yeah. warrior spirit, you know. Yeah, now it, it's. Uh, I think that's awesome. You're talking about riding surfboards and stuff too. So, what what boards are you guys riding now? Uh, we majority of us ride Ken White's. Okay, you know Ken's our director of shaping. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's shaped over six or seven boards for, for us already. He's actually um, he's actually coordinated for us to surf. Um, ha- we had a board made by an army vet up there in uh, Jacksonville, Ghetto Surfboards. Yep, Piper. Um, Piper. And then next month, right now, uh, Wisnet from uh, Jacksonville, he's going to shape the next vets board. So, okay, you know, we, we love Kenton, mm-hmm. and he's just a busy guy, and he's our director of shaping, and we want to spread the love all up and down the, um, the, the coast. Oh, I think as many people, as many different shapers as you can getting involved in that, yeah. right? It's just, I think that's awesome. I think yeah. that's a great way for, for them to get to know veterans, veterans getting how to shape a surfboard and, and spend some time in the shaping room. I mean, yeah. Anytime a shape room's pretty cool when you watch your board get made. Yeah, and we have rules for our sh- our shaping grants. You know, it's like you have to be one of those vets or first responders or just a member that's using the water to heal, mm-hmm. right? You have to come. We, it's not something where you just, oh, they're giving veterans free stuff, you know, let's yeah. sign up for it and they're going to give it to me. We don't do that. And you have to know the etiquette. You got to know how to go left. You got to know how to go right, you, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. And then we, we vote on it, you know, and if you don't get picked and when you apply for it we give you a surfboard like you use surfboard to mm-hmm. learn on yeah so you know and it's so where do you get the used surfboards from from ken white okay <laughs> <laughs> so what size use i mean if somebody wanted to donate used surfboards to you what size boards are you looking for i like really i like like the nine to nine six a lot okay. of times you know we'll get guys who are going to get a board shape you know and they're not they're, they're not that, that experienced Mm-hmm. I don't like it when they get midsize or short boards because all of a sudden it becomes a coffee table or like mm-hmm. wall art, you know, and a lot of our donors are giving money, you know, for this and I want it to be used in for something good. Well, and, it, and I think those, those are the easier boards to learn on. Yep. Right. I mean, and we have this long drought that we're in the middle of right oh now my that usually, usually starts in June <laughs> and sometime in, in August or September. Um, and if you have a longboard, you can ride that. Yeah. And then there's a lot of smaller days uh, in the fall. And when it's really choppy, if you're, you're an inexperienced surfer, 
that Northeaster is not the time to be out there. Mm -hmm. it, it's just a, that's just a beat down and a half. Yeah. Um, and then when you get to be really good, you're like, I'm not going on that stuff. So I mean, yeah. it's, the only ones that are out there are like kids that don't know any better. That's like, Oh, the waves are big. And I'm going, I was like, yeah, go for that and have fun. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> have fun in that. So, which is exactly what I did when I was a kid learning how to surf, right? Yeah. It's huge. It's rough and choppy. We don't care. Yeah, we don't care. You're going to drift seven <laughs> miles. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. No, this is the middle of that really long, dry spell that we have. Yeah. And I, I tell all my surf buddies, I said, I just want you to remember what happens at the end of every dry spell. I said, we're going to have west winds for weeks. The most optimal surfing condition we can have in the morning. Yeah. And as soon as the first swell shows up, Within 30 minutes of the first swell showing up, the first Northeaster shows up with 25 or 30 mile an hour winds. Yeah. And I said, every yep. year without fail, you're like, oh, this, the hurricane swell's coming. Please get here before the Northeaster. And Northeaster show up at the exact same time. Yeah. Yeah. Cover it up. And then you get a couple of weeks later, it's good. But yeah, surfing in North Florida, you really have to, you got to watch. You got to yeah. pay attention. You got to look at it. You That's gotta, why it's, it pays to be a waterman, you know? Yep. So it's like, we got the surfboards, you got the outriggers, you know, we got guys on stand up paddle boards, mm -hmm. you know? And, if you guys want, every Wednesday, Fridays, and Sundays, mm -hmm. our our paddle club is open to everybody. Okay. And there's a $300 um, membership fee, right? We paddle out of uh, Aunt Kate's, 530s on the weekdays, right? And then 730 during the uh, Sundays. Okay. Um, it's $300 a year, and then we and we pay that every April. So if you start in October, we'll prorate it, mm -hmm. you know, and um, we do give. So first responders, active duty members mm -hmm. and Gold Star families um, get uh, free. So that's paddle boards in the intercoastal. No, that's outrigger canoes. Outrigger canoes in the intercoastal. Okay. Yeah, which we, we have do, two. Yeah. We also have a, a, a paddleboard coach, a robber, retired, yeah. uh, um, retired sheriff. Yeah. Sheriff from uh, Clay County. County. Clay County. The ones okay. with so he does. He's, he's the one that comes to our, our uh, surf meetups. And he's the one that set up all the uh, the kids section where they come and play and whatnot. And he also brings paddle boards. So mm -hmm. he starts coaching new people, people that does not want to surf. Mm -hmm. And they just go, either he takes them out of the water and just give them the safety, the safety brief, the technique and all that. So later on, if they wish to continue, you know, they have that option as well. Because not everyone that comes to, to our meetups want to surf. A lot of people they just they actually just come just to hang out. They just want to sit at the beach, look look you check what's going on and just enjoy enjoy the day. So when you first started doing the the meetups on the beach, how many people would show up on a Saturday? The first few we had, I, I still remember. So the first time we had eight people, mm -hmm. and then word got around. Now we're looking at between forty to fifty. Whenever we do a paddle out, a, a ceremony, the highest we had, it was a hundred people, a little bit over a hundred. Yeah, we get up to, sometimes we get up to not all at one time, a hundred people, but yeah. throughout from eight o'clock to 12 o'clock, the total people sometimes gets up to 75 to 80, you know. Which so, are great numbers. It's awesome. Yeah. And not yeah. only, you know, whether it's your active duty for responder or a veteran, not on, those are not the only people that come. There's a lot of civilian supporters that come. And also families, family members, their spouses, their kids, they come because my, my kids go, his, uh, Ricky's granddaughter also goes. So they'll connect in the water as well. They play around and all that. Yeah. And remember, we like to give less, we give lessons from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock. Okay. And that's for anybody because vets enjoy teaching other people things. Mm -hmm. So that's therapeutic for them too. So we all, we just don't use the surfing as therapy. We also use the hands-on instruction. Okay. 
they feel they feel like they're part of something. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I think. Well, I think most people, if you you love something and you truly love it, you want to share it with as many people as possible. And so, I think whenever you get that opportunity, you really take advantage of it. Yeah. I mean, somebody asked me about something I know how to do. I'm like more than happy to to let them know. Yeah. But I'm also one if you don't ask me, I'm not going to force it. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. yeah. Not going to do that. But yeah, so I think that's awesome that, that you get to do that. Now, you guys were in St. Augustine and Jack's Beach. You were out of St. Augustine and you were the first Saturday in St. Augustine, third Saturday in Jacksonville Beach. You were gone from St. Augustine for a little while, but now you guys are back, right? Correct. So the first Saturday of every month over mm -hmm. at uh, St. Augustine Pier on mm -hmm. the south side of it, we set up the tent, we bring the boards, and we just... For anyone that wants to come and learn, we help them out, we teach them, we provide the equipment. And also on the third Saturday, we're back at Hannah Park, Dolphin Plaza. And we pretty much do the same, exactly the same way. We go from 8 a.m. Until, until noon. So, and uh, now this upcoming weekend, uh, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, what we're doing, we're running a, a surf clinic for a parent of a child. Okay. And the concept of the surf clinic is just pretty much made the connection and create that bond between them two. Mm -hmm. What happens, and it's for my own personal experience, is the time that I try to teach my son to surf went completely wrong. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> and I'm sure many people has come, yeah, has dealt yeah. with it. Mm -hmm. So, because of that experience that I had with my with my with my son, uh, that's how the whole concept came about. I said, well, how about we do a clinic where we bring the you know the the, the parent and the, and the child, we separate them. We have a coach teaching the, the dad and or, or, or the mom. And then the same thing, we, we separate them on day one. And on day two, we we bring them together. We do like, mm -hmm. a, like, a, like a fun session of who can catch the most wave. And they get, and that's going to create a bond between them outside of what their day-to-day -day do. And also the benefit of that is just, they will be just uh, hanging out in the water, enjoying, you know, the Florida weather. Yeah, and they walk away with the surfboard. Correct. Well, and that's, Brilliant. I mean, we, we, I will give you a story from, from my past as a basketball coach. Uh, we had a youth basketball team had about 10, 15 kids on it. Several parents were helping. And I, I, we all finally got together as coaches and said, you know what? The worst thing we can do is coach our own son. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I've got something to say to my son, I'm going to tell Ricky or Leah yeah, yeah. and you guys please tell him. Right. Yeah. I'm not telling him more. Cause the look all of us were getting back from our kids. Like I'm not listening to you. Yeah. But the other coaches they would listen to. So I said, I just think we all need to quit coaching our kid. Let somebody else coach him. If you got it, you know, hey, can you help me out with this? Can you help me with that? And it really worked. It, it took a lot of that stress and pressure off because uh, there, there's a lot of that, you know, tension between fathers and sons sometimes and moms and daughters and, and, and having somebody else kind of step in there and say the exact same thing you would say. Yeah. But to the kids, they look like a genius. Yeah. <laughs> or let's even, not forget to mention, though, but that surf or that surf uh, clinic is sponsored by the uh, Surf Preservation. Awesome. Where the guys with the uh, the, the Florida tag that you see mm -hmm. the the uh, surfing license plate. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That that is fantastic. And even whenever, whenever you know, even also not 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 only with my son, but also the times that I have to teach, I try to teach my wife. Mm -hmm. <laughs> complete fail. Right. So you never had a chance. It's like, it's like the gym. You never had a chance. <laughs> a I appreciate, ago, we appreciate the effort. Yeah. <laughs> a few days ago, she, she actually said, Hey, I want to serve. I want to learn, mm -hmm. but I don't want you to teach me. I said, okay, but I can just teach you now. Like it's, it's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, I have learned to, you know, to control 
myself so mm-hmm. I can teach you. No, I don't want you to teach me. I said, okay, well, who do you want? We have the uh, uh, local first, respond- uh, first responder. His name is Brian. So he's the one that any, any, at any event, all mm-hmm. kids go to him. Anyone that wants to learn, mm-hmm. that, that's just the go-to guy. But then what they do is they once they graduate after a couple hours they come to Uncle Ricky, I'm in the chest deep mm-hmm. water right in short break, short pound right yeah. and I'm like hey you go for it you know and they normally go right back to Uncle Brian. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to Uncle Ricky ever again. Yeah, yeah. No. They got recycle. Yeah, two hour recycle. Well, that's the hardest thing I've tried to teach uh, nephews and nieces to surf right, and it all kind of depends on the day. You just don't want that first wave that you push them into to be the pearl dive yeah, and they yeah. go flying the board comes <laughs> off and you're like oh no <laughs> now i've got to i've got to unlearn that that from them so yeah, yeah it's always that's always kind of fun the soft tops have made a huge difference though uh, the yeah. soft tops are so much more forgiving mm-hmm. you fall on one of those that hurt as bad yeah. i mean th- those are that's been a great learning tool we got how many we got now we got six of the big blue soft tops total 12 12 soft 12. tops so yeah, yeah. So where do you store all this stuff? <laughs> well, we do have uh, local storage, which happens to be my garage. Mm-hmm. And some of it. Also Ricky's and then uh, some other members as well that they store equipment for us when it comes to the surfing part. Mm-hmm. So, But if anyone is out there that want to donate, it's <laughs> Task Force Hydra One would love, love a storage <laughs> spot. So if somebody out there knows someone with a storage spot, get in touch with us and let us know. Yeah, yes. we, we have a lot of equipment. You know, we got two six-man canoes. Mm-hmm. We have a new four-man surfing canoe, you know, and um, the people who run North Beach Campground mm-hmm. in Bolano, they graciously... Uh, New Zenas are it's the yeah, phenomenal family. They, uh, they they donated a spot in their storage facility where they keep the RVs where we take a whole, almost a whole corner in the back and they're just really gracious. They, they are an, an awesome family. They have been so tied to the community for a long time. The bridge is named after them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the bridge of Alana, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and I know you guys mentioned Aunt Kate's. I know they own Aunt Kate's as well. Yeah. So, yeah, they're just a great family. Yeah. I mean, they truly are. So, yeah, that's awesome that they're helping out. So, And we could yeah. do, we do have all this equipment that we're, we've been able to, to buy. It is because of uh, donors and everything that we, any money that comes in, it goes directly back to the program but it's just mm-hmm. buying equipment and sponsoring you know uh, local local members here yep. so they can continue on with their with their healing and, and you guys have a fundraiser coming up in august which we've been talking about yeah. periodically yesterday amanda and i were discussing whether it was at the yacht club or the boat club but it's at the boat club yeah st augustine boat club which is on volano beach on boating club road yes Figured that's where it was. Yeah, I kept remembering the map in my head, and I said, "We hit the inlet; they go north." I know they don't go south into into uh, yeah. Salt Run. So, yeah, and that's on the twenty eighth, twenty sixth. It's uh, the twenty fifth at six p.m. to nine p.m. is the uh, the luau, which okay. is going to have cater Hawaiian food. Mm-hmm. It's going to have hula dancers. Yep, um, we're going to have a silent auction, uh, and then then the following day. Um, is going to be a 40-plus mile paddle from Ankates south to the inlet, mm-hmm. out the inlet, and north open ocean. Um, two boats, 24 um, people, 14 to 6. You paddle 30 minutes at a time, mm-hmm. and then you switch open ocean, and then keep on paddling until you get up to Mayport. Being sp- and we got a support boat that's being donated with the crew and the boat and the fuel and everything from uh, Max Marine and uh, Marine Max in... Mm-hmm. Uh, in Jacksonville. Jacksonville Beach. Yeah. 
That's yeah. awesome. And Which also, the captain of the boat happens to be a first veteran. Responder. No, he's yeah. a veteran. And a first responder. Yep. That's awesome. And, and I'm a, you guys have been able to plug into a lot of the veteran communities oh, here yeah. in, in Northeast. I mean, Northeast Florida is a huge veterans it is location. I mean, yeah. tons of vets here, which we're very blessed to have. So yeah, and we just got a grant from Vistar, and okay. uh, um, the veteran community and like a lot of the executive directors, we're all connected in a way. Mm -hmm. We always meet them somehow. So um, we went and received the grant up there at Vistar, and uh, Vistar uh, five star veteran mm -hmm. uh, out of Saint out of Jacksonville. You know, we're working with them to um, hopefully have like at least their vets come on the weekend and surf with us. Mm -hmm. And um, in the Mission United, where when we have vets who call us because we're preventative, right? So when a crisis happens, I don't, you know, I don't really, I can't really handle that. You know, I can't bring somebody into my house because I got a family and all that, and we're just not qualified to do that. So we're working with Mission United, you know, so we hand them off, and then they can get those guys the help, help they need. Yeah. Um, how many veterans are kind of in the program with you guys right now? So last year's numbers, we got. A little, a little bit over 200, and it mm -hmm. was a combination of uh, active duty veterans and first responders. And this year's, this year is going to be about the same or a little bit more. Yeah. And that's just because of the amount of involvement that we have in the community in St. Augustine area and also Jacksonville area. Well, and we've had people on the show, uh, not just about veterans, but about the first responders. And, and it's almost like some of these first responders have kind of been, been left. Yeah. Right. I mean, people are yeah. recognizing that veterans need mental health services and they need a community and they need that. But it's almost like some of the first responders went through a lot of stress and trauma as well. But just I think they're we're finally kind of catching on to that. Yeah. And, hey, we need to have services in house. Um, both the sheriff's department, and the fire department, in St. John's County have made great strides in that over yeah. the last couple of years to, to try to help. Yeah. Because they see a lot of trauma. That's a big thing is. These guys, they go and see something terrible at night, and but all of a sudden mm -hmm. they have to stay on. They can't go and grieve because they got to fill that slot, you know, right? And then their shifts are so weird, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just so that's one of the big things why we're actually paddling is to raise money for that, okay? For to rate to give them improved access to the ocean. And if people want to donate to you, they can just go straight to your website, taskforcehydro1.org, yep. mm -hmm. and on the front page it's going to say uh, you're going to see support a paddler mm -hmm. or buy a ticket for the luau. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sending Amanda and her husband to the luau. So oh. I, I will not be here. Oh, I think I texted uh, Leo. I, I will be out of town that day. Okay. But I am making sure that Amanda and Louie get a night out. Well, we know that you're not going to be there. Yes. All right. So Amanda will get her swag bag. Sweet. You know, but uh, this is from some, you know, we got some local friends that work yeah. for some bum and then element. Yep. You know, so here's a little bit about us. Yeah. You know, and then you got some uh, a magnet for your thing, but some bum graciously donated a bunch of chapstick and then elements on right here. And then you got yourself when you're done, you're out, done with the water, you need to wipe your face. I love it. You Thank know, you it's very a little much. Pink, I know it's not your color. No, no. You know what? Uh, if it's a towel and you're a surfer, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just does, it just doesn't matter. And then here's the uh, waterproof yeah. bag that the swag bags will be in. That is awesome. Okay. Yeah, these things are are. Anytime you're around the water, these things are awesome. They're they're yeah. just. I was telling you, I had, I had one that uh, unfortunately I left in the car for too long. <laughs> and this will be for Grant when you're done, Grant. Yeah. Is so, it Grant? Uh, Clay. Clay. Sorry, Clay. Clay. <laughs> he would just as soon be called Grant and not be known. <laughs> if he could be the unknown Grant, he would be, wouldn't you, Clay? That's right. <laughs> the the for the longest time on the network, all of the people wanted to see Clay's face. 
And Clay somehow managed to be able to fix everything in the studio, everywhere he works electronically, except the in the uh, camera for the producer. <laughs> for some reason, that camera was just troublesome, wasn't it, Clay? Yeah, I can never get this thing to work. Yeah, and then there's already people that were commenting when he first came on and realized he was producing tonight. We want to see Clay. Yeah. You have this whole <laughs> fan club. You don't want to see me. <laughs> <laughs> By not wanting to be seen, he's created the biggest fan club. I guess so. I know. So, uh, are you, are you saying it's, uh, yes, he does. <laughs> is it, uh, what is it? Reverse psychology? Yeah. Oh, they're all like, is Clay as cute as he sounds? <laughs> Twice as cute. Let me tell you, Clay, I'm helping you every chance I get, buddy. <laughs> you should see what he looks like. No, no. Um, so you, you've got that coming up. Um, you've got August 6th. You'll be back here in St. Augustine at the pier. Yeah, uh, for the paddle out. Yes, sir. Um, but you you've managed to help a lot of veterans along the way. Do you guys have some some stories? And I don't want like personal details and things like that because I know you got privacy issues and we don't want to get into that. But just let let everyone know how how you've helped veterans. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, for one, there's a local family up in uh, active duty. Mm -hmm. She's got a bunch of kids, right? And then her husband had not ever really deployed, and he deployed for almost a whole year. Or so. Her kids were in high school and stuff, and she wanted something to do, so she was bringing them surfing uh, every two weeks with us. Mm -hmm. Just started in the winter, worked its way through the summer, and they're still coming. Yeah, you know, and um, oh, from five years old all the way up to I think sixteen, mm -hmm. right? And they, they made it through the summer. Just and she keeps telling us like, "You guys helped us get through this deployment." And then um, just recently, you know, we had a veteran, another Green Beret. Um, He's going through treatment. He's in in-house treatment right now, and he's in St. Pete. And um, he drives a motorcycle for hours every Saturday to come up here because he just loves that ohana and the good mana, you mm -hmm. know, that comes from hanging out. And we're not asking. We're, we don't hug, we don't do prayer at the beginning. We don't sing. We don't ask everybody to share something. You know, it's mm -hmm. just like just show up and talk, or don't have to talk. Just get in the water. And, and you guys did a great job. I surfed with you. Probably last summer or in the, in the, it may have been the spring. Or yeah, early. spring. You guys were all just hooting and hollering. You knew everybody's name out there. Yeah. I felt like the odd man out. I was like, <laughs> they don't know who I am. Yeah. No, you guys all knew who I was, but yeah. I mean, it's like, it was just fun to watch the stoke of you guys cheering everyone on. Yeah. Um, and, and no matter who caught a wave or tried for a wave, you guys were all right there behind him. And that, that support was for me, really evident, yeah. right? Because I mean, I surf with a bunch of uh, buddies all the time, and and uh, we we joke with each other. We don't cheer each other on like that. <laughs> we found the best way to get the waves that you want, yeah, and without uh, being too crowded, is show up to the beach with a tent, mm -hmm. throw a bunch of people that get along in the water, and everyone thinks it's a contest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys still have the whole contest vibe going on. You just need a loudspeaker that says heat whatever, and yeah. like if you mentioned, we fine. You've got them. Did you go to the single fin uh, hoedown? Uh, I didn't, I think I was down there for it. I tend to, if there's one of those, I'll stop and kind of mingle with people. Yeah. And then I kind of surf just outside the surf zone. Cause it's yeah. a little bit. So Brooks yeah. was running this last time. We had our six man out there. It was, Ro uh, was Chris. Yeah. 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 And, um, we had yeah. the six men out there and it was pretty flat during heat too. So we came in and we caught mm -hmm. the wave of the day. Yeah. yeah and I think we won. Everyone uh, uh, in, on, on the shore, they were cheering us out when yeah. they see this long canoe coming. You know, right into the shore. So ropes and Chris Repair is one of the nicest guys. Yeah. And, and I saw something this weekend. I talked about it Monday. Sunday, I was surfing with him, his dad, and his daughter. And this old wave came in. It was only like knee high. All three of them caught the wave. 
And to be able to watch three generations surf a wave is really rather remarkable. And I I said, I wish I had a camera to take a picture of that. It was just super cool. And um, yeah, he and his dad, Sal, Sal's um, where I, you know, he's got a training as well. I train with them and, but Chris's daughters, I see them in the neighborhood all the time. They live a couple blocks away. They're just great family. Yeah. So really, really, really nice guys. And he is, he's hilarious. Yeah. You talk to him about different surf stories and everything. I will not repeat them, Chris. <laughs> Out of confidentiality, respect, I will not repeat. I've had him on the show. He's he's been hilarious on the show too. So he he's just a really really good guy. I think overall here what we have is just uh, simply a, a great community mm-hmm. where everyone yeah. is connecting. And uh, for example, for this this paddle that we're doing, the forty mile paddle, we do have uh, quite a few firefighters, local firefighters, whether mm-hmm. they're coming from St. John's County or Jacksonville. Yep, they just simply just come to support and enjoy that long distance paddle. Well, and then there's something about uh, being in the water and, and surfing yeah. right, where it breaks down a lot of those barriers. So if you're standing on a beach and you're talking to somebody, right, and you don't know they're a veteran, you don't know, I mean, you don't know their kind of story. There's always a little bit of that wall up. When you're on the water, yeah, it's like, oh, we're sitting next to the water. Well, we're going to wait five minutes for a wave. Let's just talk to each yeah, other. And you find so many yeah. things out. I mean, I, I've been blessed to be able to go on surf trips and, and I, the amount of people that I have met out in the water, that if I've been standing on the beach or walking down the street, I probably wouldn't have said hello to them. And you're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? And you just, all of a sudden you're there. So I really do think that that being in the water, sitting on that surfboard, it just kind of breaks down a lot of that barrier and you're more more willing to be open. Yeah, it's, we lo- I, I love it. And, you know, it's nothing, it's, it's it engages your brain too. I like nor'easters, mm-hmm. right? So I like paddling out. You're a poles guy. You're going to the poles in the Northeast. I I love it. Right. So I I just get, I like getting out there and your head's on a swivel and you're, you know, you're diving, duck Mm -hmm. diving and there's no chilling out. Right. No, that's an intense, that's more of an intense wave. Yeah. but It's a a mental, it's a mental Mm -hmm. agility, you know, and Mm -hmm. also physical. Uh, A lot of both. Right. Which wave am I going to take off on? Which way, you know, yeah. When, when I get to the bottom is where do I need to get out of this wave? Yeah. Because how far, you know, like, well, I was riding all the way to the beach. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to ride that back in. So yeah, there is a lot to that. I think people don't, they don't realize that they think, well, when you're surfing, you're just, it's a physical activity, but it's a real mental activity to be in the right place, catch the mm-hmm. right wave, be able to ride the wave, be able to judge what that wave's doing. And, and smaller waves are fun. The bigger the wave gets, the more that mental yeah. aspect comes in yeah right and you yeah. pick the wrong wave and mm, yeah wiping out's fun <laughs> especially when that leash breaks you know uh i was at a spot in <laughs> central america in the fall or in the spring and uh dro- i duck dived under a wave all right and uh, i could hear the leash ping under the water when it broke and i was like man and it was a long it, this is one uh, of those breaks where it's yeah. way outside yeah you paddle all the way in and then you get through the impact zone and and I'm just paddling and guys are like, you need some help? No, I've got this. I'm just out of frustration. I've got this. I'll get all the way in. And yeah. uh, one of the photographers up on the beach was nice enough to uh, take the board and get it out of the impact zone and just put it up in the sand. And I was like, oh, thank you. Lucky it wasn't here in Jacksonville or St. Augustine, yeah. right? Because you'd be dealing with rip currents and mm-hmm. all that stuff, you know? <laughs> well, and those are, you know, that, that's kind of one of the things you really watch as a surfer. Uh, on a board, you kind of feel a little bit safe with that. But yeah. some of these swimmers, to get on those rip currents. I mean, yeah. they, 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 it's a very dangerous situation. Yeah. 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 I've had some scary moments, especially out here in Jacksonville and St. Augustine. It's actually more, it's actually scarier. I think having a leash breaker, your board get away from you than it was in Hawaii mm-hmm. or where I lived or in San Diego. Yeah. You know, because there's not that, 
many rip currents in certain spots, you know, but here it's just like, you get caught in one of those sideway troughs, mm -hmm. you can't get through it, and you're just like, what do I do, you know? Yes. Oh, there, there's been uh, a few times, I will embarrassingly admit, paddling out, I got caught in one of those, and you're just 10 minutes, 15 minutes, yeah, 20 minutes, and you're like, am I turning around? <laughs> well, there have been a few times, I will admit, when the water temp was cold and the wind was howling, I'm like, okay, I've burned all the calories I need to burn in these last 20 minutes and I'm going in, right? Yeah. There's no need to, there's no need to get back. And yeah. you, you get on the beach and you watch somebody jump in the same spot you did, and they're right outside. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Where you get on the what? beach and you're like, who saw that? What? <laughs> Why did I not get that break? Yeah. You know, recently you had an incident, Ricky, with the, over at the, uh, the inlet. Oh. Yeah, I did. With your paddle. On my outrigger, I actually went out. Uh, it was getting dark, and it was offshore winds, and really big and ugly. Mm -hmm. And um, I was way out in the shoals, about a mile out, and my paddle broke. And it was pretty ugly out there. And I was with another guy, and he didn't have a leash, which I he'll wear a leash out there from now on. But um, there was just this, like, survival mode. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I've been in combat for, like, firefights for, like, up to 18 hours, and it's just, yeah. like... You, I'm not going to quit. It's super hot. I'm out. But yeah. if I stop, I'm dead. That's why I, I was like, man, it's getting dark. Right. And I had this paddle about this big, no blade, mm -hmm. no handle. So I just grabbed it and I started paddling and I kept going backwards, two paddles up, four back. So I just said, keep paddling as, as much as you can. I just went faster and faster and I just started connecting waves. Yeah. I finally got in and I was on the, on the shore and I look and my buddy who went in, yes, he's went and dropped his boat off. And he come, I see him floating mm -hmm. out, coming to find me out there. Yeah, you know, but he actually swam back in. But there's people like getting ready to call the coast guard, and yeah, you know, we made it in. So it's, yeah, that that's a, the ocean can humble you really quick. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it, it. It is a to be all the time. We're like, well, are you ever worried out there? I said, yeah, all the time because yeah. it, it just takes a second. I mean, I, I was a kid surfing one time at Milano Beach and. Um, kind of a choppy day and, and I catch this freak wave and it throws our, so the biggest barrel I've ever been in at the time. And I'm like, oh my, and I made it out. I'm like, this is amazing. Caught the next wave, wipe out six or seven tumbles bouncing off the bottom. I'm running out of air, right? I can't slow down the, finally stand up in about knee to thigh deep water. That's all I was in, right? Just to, and I, and I'm yeah. like breathing. I thought I was going to throw up. I had to go sit up on the beach. I'm like, boy, that's a contrast. Right. Yeah. Best way I've ever had in my life to just get in the target. But that the ocean can turn on you that quick. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're out there. Hey, we're having a paddle and all of a sudden, boom, yeah. paddle breaks. And now we're we're fighting current. We're fighting wind. We're fighting darkness. Yeah. We're fighting time. Right. All of those things. Yeah. And, and yeah. And just, similar, similar situation happened to me. Now, luckily, my paddle didn't break, mm -hmm. but I got caught in the current at the, at the inlet. And I, my 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 outrigger kept getting pushed into the into the into the rock. I was like, okay, don't panic, relax. All of a sudden, the wind, the wind shifts, and I get caught in the current. And I was paddling out, trying to get out of the air. Eventually, I say, you know what? I'm going to have to do the walk of shame. So I pull into the beach, grab my, my, my outrigger, yes. and walk all the way across. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, through Volano. <laughs> I, was hoping, I really hope no one sees me doing this. It's like 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's usually when my friends get a picture and send it to all my other friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike, where were you on the beach at six? Ah, 
Yeah, you do have some of those. I mean, you do. It's like the time you don't you don't paddle out. But I think that's part of what's great about the ocean because it, it humbles you in that way. But then there's other times that it really opens up and it lets you just catch these amazing waves. And it's just so much fun to be out there with your friends. And, you know, I, I always, it, it, if I get more than about two weeks without being in the water, uh, it, it, it really wears on me quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I get caught, you know, we got some big contracts. And, I'm, and you know, I do construction project management during the day. And, yeah. And then I'll like, all of a sudden, like, I haven't been in the water in two weeks. You know, like, holy moly, that's why I'm being such a jerk, you yeah. know? <laughs> there, there is there uh i was reading through something the loss of therapy was when people would go get in salt water right there's a name for it and everything and I, i've never forgotten that as a surfer but i'm always like man if i don't get my salt water therapy and i don't get in the water every couple of you know weeks and, yeah. and usually about that 10 to 14 days is about as long as i can go without figuring out how to get out in the water somehow yeah. well we do uh we call it a uh, uh, liquid therapy yes yeah Water saves lives. Yeah. yeah. Well, and for and for me, I don't know if you guys feel the same thing, but you know, no matter how many problems I have, the first wave I duck dive under, uh, I feel like I come up on the other side of it, and all my problems just got swept back away. It's just yeah. it, it's just a great feeling. It's like really looking forward to that first duck dive because I'm getting ready to unload a whole bunch of stuff in that wave. Yeah, you know, I used to have an Apple Watch with the mm -hmm. cellular, right, so I could yeah. get phone calls out there. You see, I wear a Garmin now because I, people were actually calling me out there and ruining it, you know, for me. No, no. And I was like, one guy's like, are you really wearing an Apple Watch? <laughs> I was like, I'm busy, man. He's like, what are you so busy for? No, man? no, no, no. Yeah. No, when I when I get out there, I, I just want to. In fact, you guys were, I think the last time we were together, <laughs> and I, told you, I was kind of in one of those mindsets. Mm -hmm. I love watching, but I just, I needed like 30, 45 minutes to clear my head. And I sort of paddled away from mm -hmm. you guys. Just because I had to have that those few minutes, kind of, because like, okay, I gotta, I gotta unpack some stuff. It's yeah. a great place for me to drop things off and just let it sink. And yeah, so I just feel a whole lot better. And surfers know that, right? When they yeah. see a guy go out to the outside, yeah. he's sitting there like, oh, there goes Uncle. You know, just let him do the Uncle thing. Well, well, that's that's you talked about ropes, right? Yeah. So I'll paddle up next to ropes, and I'll start asking him a question. He's like, I'm just surfing today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, Chris, got it. So I'll stay out of your way. <laughs> yeah. I kind of do the same, the same yeah. thing. So oh, sometimes yeah. when I go out yeah. and I just, it's not that I'm having a bad day. It's just that I just want to be left alone. Mm -hmm. And so I'm stand, I'm just sitting there waiting for a wave. And all of a sudden I see people coming towards me. Yeah. And I just turn around and paddle away and they keep following me. I say, Hey, I need this time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what's going on? I just, I just want to be left alone. That's all. Well, and that, this is funny. I, I don't know if you guys are okay. When, when I started surfing, I always started surfing with my friends. And I always went out with friends. And if there wasn't friends, it's kind of reluctant to go by myself. Yeah. As I've gotten older, it's like, no one's out. I'm going by myself. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's a complete change for me. It's a 180 from yeah. when I was a teenager to now. It's like, hey, who are you? And I know I'll run into somebody. I mean, yeah. every time you paddle out, it, you surf the same spot on regular, but you run into to people you've met and there's a lot of you guys you just didn't talk to, but a lot of times you just get out there by yourself. You're like, ah. Yeah. It's just, and, and I think part of that might be, you know, in talking to you guys about it, that I, it, is, it is the watch. It's the phone. It's the internet. It's text messaging. It's email. And when you get out there, there's none of that. Yeah. And, and it really does allow you to kind of unplug and refocus. That, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's very true. Like for me, uh, I think it's on day three. It's where my, where my wife is, she starts to notice and she tells me, Hey, you gotta go surf. You gotta go paddle. You gotta get out. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't have you here. <laughs> said, okay. Yeah. There, there's the Darcy were looking at me at times. She said there, you haven't surfed in a while. You just need to go. I said, well, it's, it's not any good. You just need to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll feel a whole <laughs> lot better. If you go. Okay. I'm going. 
Yeah, but I think, and that's the fun thing too. You guys have discovered it and, and what you're doing with, um, with, with Task Force Hydro One is you're putting people together where they get to experience being out in the ocean, unplugging from a lot of things, but mm-hmm. yet connecting to people in a way that right now it's really hard in our society. Yeah. I mean, everybody is plugged into so much stuff, but not plugged into the people that they're talking to or around and, and surfing and, and other things that allow you to kind of go, okay, I'm not on my phone. I'm not being distracted by all this other stuff. And I can connect with somebody while doing something that's really fun. Yeah. I mean, it's the perfect spot to do it. You know, mm-hmm. you look at it this way. The, uh, when you're in the water, you know, you got two options. You're either waiting for the wave or you can just talk to someone. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the conversation that goes on is just some things that you may not be comfortable sharing with someone very close to you. And that's in that group. That's what happens a lot is mostly got in, you know, a lot of guys in the group, we just share our own struggles sometimes one-on-one or, or just simply just ask for advice. Hey, what do I do? You know, I got this going on. What do I do? I said, man, if I were you, I would do this. Mm-hmm. If I were you, I would do that. So on and so forth. So, it's just being, it's, it's great just being around like-minded people that everyone struggles somehow, some way. And, and some people is, is uh, not comfortable enough to, to share their own struggle. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the group that you're serving, right? Veterans, mm-hmm. people that have been on numerous combat tours that haven't got a chance to recover from that, who have lost friends or first responders that have gone mm-hmm. through those things. The trauma that they've gone through is a lot different than, than the trauma that, that most of us will ever go through in our yeah. lives, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we really do kind of have that. Um, everybody that I've talked to about this issue, is if people don't open up, that's when the bad things happen. That's when like bad if, things if happen. they don't talk and they don't get that out there and find somebody to confide in, that's when all those dark thoughts catch them. Right? Yeah. And that's, and, and you guys are doing a phenomenal job of, of helping people and saving yeah. lives. So, appreciate it. Yeah. You got, I'm, I'm so proud of what y'all have done and, and how you built it. You know, I'm going to be begging you guys to come on in like five years. Like we only go on the national news now. We, we, we're uh, not yeah. going on the 904 now. We're only yeah. on the national Hopefully news. Hopefully that'd now. be soon. You know, we got a new, <laughs> we got a new board, you know, with a lot of, yeah. uh, pretty experienced people. So mm-hmm. they're, uh, you know, we started off ground, just him and I. Yeah. And then we started growing and then we got a grant writer now. Uh, we got multiple members on our board that are like professionals in certain areas that you need people on a mm-hmm. board, you know, and they're giving us a lot of good advice. So, yeah. Are you trying to, would you ever take this and, and make it where there's, um, there's clubs in different areas and other That's people are running this program? That's our goal. Mm-hmm. Our goal is Florida wide mm-hmm. right now. Right. And also, you know, we make four boards a year, mm-hmm. right? Every three months. We want to give a board out every week, every month. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and we want to give a board out every month in north, south, west, and, mm-hmm. you know, the panhandle. Yeah. You know, in Florida and with different people. You know, we actually, and we're called Task Force Hydro One, not Surfing Hydro One or Paddle Hydro One. So we're looking for boat captains who take guys out fishing and want to be a part of Task Force Hydro One, mm-hmm. right? So be in the organization where, um, guys go fishing, you know, on the weekend. So we actually have a, a crew that we work with, a bunch of guys that we work with out in the panhandle mm-hmm. um, that uh, we started paddling with. So we go out there and they support us. So that's, that's sort of how we're already branching out. Okay. You know, St. Augustine was, we moved to St. Augustine to start branching out. Mm-hmm. So hopefully our goal is to have, um, our goal next year or our three to five year plan is to have a, a retreat mm-hmm. that's here where a guy or his family somewhere in the States 
call goes to a crisis center and like, hey, this, this, that, or their first responders mm-hmm. and their families need to get out of town. Yeah. All right, come here. We got a local hotel that supports them or an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. We got restaurants that feed them. Mm-hmm. We got Ken White shaping a board with them. And then on Wednesday, they're paddling with us. Friday, they're paddling with us. Their board's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's getting fast-tracked through the glasser and stuff. And on Saturday, they're at Stoke and Saturday, you know, yeah. surfing, you know. So are you are you hooking people up with counselors, too? Yeah, so we have actually counselors pushing people to us, mm-hmm. you know, but um, that's r- one of the reasons why we want to partner with other uh, veteran nonprofits to have counselors. Yeah. Is because we don't have those resources on hand right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we just got insurance like five months ago, seven months ago. You know, so, um, but that's what we're looking for partners in that way. You know, so um, our listeners are busting my chops. Barbara Jean says, "What makes you think the nine hundred four won't be broadcast nationally?" So, listen, Pete's gonna take <laughs> it. Barbara Jean, by then it'll be international. It'll be international, Barbara Jean. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you know, at some point it will be great that whenever you go see a doctor, mm-hmm. he's gonna write you a prescription saying go serve yeah that will be amazing yeah well and I, I know some people need need assistance in other ways with medication and stuff i've always been one of those guys that I, i've never been a big medication guy i just haven't been in my entire life um and finding things to unwind through that surfing was one basketball was another when i was growing up as a kid it was always something where you had some camaraderie you had some competition you mm-hmm. had, you know you had something to challenge you but at the same time you had people that you wanted to the hang yeah. around, right? I mean, I, I played a lot of basketball, and as I got older, I would walk in a gym, and if I didn't see anybody in the gym I really wanted to play basketball with, I just wave and say, "Hey, I just want to stop and see you guys," and I'd walk back out. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I am not spending an hour and a half in there getting the tar beat out of me by you guys. I'm going to go hang out with somebody else. So that was just always my my kind of mindset, and and it was. Um, I tell you, we were surfing. Um, trestles one day we'd gone out there on a trip and so we're surfing trestles and it's upper trestles not yeah. lower so i mean just stay out of the crowd yeah and there's uh myself and a guy i just met on the trip where we, we were traveling together and we're out there having a fun time surfing two local kids come up we're talking to them a couple there's like five or six or we're all having a great time four guys paddle up language off the charts bad yeah right bleep this bleep that bleep that the waves went from super fun and everybody having a good time to no good waves. The vibe got incredibly tense. Super sharky. I mean, all of a sudden you're like, why are we out of here, right? And then all of a sudden those four guys paddle off and it was like the clouds opened up and the heavens, I was like, all of a sudden there was waves again. I was like, man, that was the worst vibe I've ever surfed yeah, yeah. in my whole life. So it really does affect, right? I mean, that having a good time makes yeah. the waves a whole lot better. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> yes. And then you watch that video, and all the waves are just the same the whole yeah, time. Yeah, like, ah. <laughs> yeah, they, they're all they're all one hundred percent the same. But yeah, you guys are um, you guys are awesome. Thank you for yeah. doing what you do. Um, we'll keep plugging the the. Yeah. Laura. I'm sending uh, Amanda and her husband Louie. Awesome. Um, so I, I I got their tickets. I'll be sending those guys. If I was here, I'd be going. But okay. uh, I got a little trip with my wife that uh, that I'm headed on. So good. Just Please. go to taskforce101.org, and hopefully I'll yeah. see you guys August sixth. Yeah. Uh, Saturday morning, eight to noon, right at the pier. Oh, noon. we're there. All our events were there. Okay. Waves or no waves, it's yep. it's it's more of a just creating that connection okay. with the local community. Yeah, I'll meet you. I, I I will put it on my calendar. I'm in town that weekend, so I'll be there and uh, and and we'll do that. Ricky, right. Leah, thank you. Thank you. Mike, thank Yui. you.
You. There you go. My uh, phone calls him YUI. <laughs> Clay, thank you for stepping in. Hopefully, Amanda will be feeling better. She'll be back tomorrow night. Uh, Troy is sitting in for trivia tomorrow night. Tune in first thing in the morning for the soon-to-be International 904 Now Morning Show with Davey, Clay, Troy, and, of course, Pete. All right. We'll see you guys. Thank you.